You're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. All of those things totally fit into our mission statement as a church, that Life Church exists to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the people of the 920 and beyond. And those things, those are the beyond. And so although I have no intention of like leaving Green Bay, I have no desire to leave Life Church, I, I have felt God leading Pastor Sonny and I to step into this apostolic season and to help the beyond. Because the Bible says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are pastors and churches around North America that are crumbling. They are under attack. Did you know over 1,400 pastors just give up and walk away from their churches every single month? Over 7,500 churches close, just shutter up the doors. And this is not COVID related, just 7,500 churches per year just determined that they're going to close. I think it's not a Walgreens. And that happens because they're wounded, because it's hard. And when that happens to pastors and to churches, it leaves people wounded. And it makes it even harder to live for Jesus in what might be the most difficult time to serve Jesus that the world has ever seen. And so I say all that to say that I want to talk about that idea today in a message that we're calling Trouble in the Last Days. Hey, welcome to Chew on That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hey, this is week number seven from the sermon series to Timothy. My name again is Pastor Keith, and joining me is the distinguished and honorable. <laughs> this is Dallas, who it's, oh, it's so funny to hear that intro and then get that music right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It was like, oh, this is chipper. Trouble in the last days. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. So, <laughs> Quite yeah. frank, I, I love this track. Oh, we're, no, this track's great. We're never leaving no, no. from this track. Yeah. The track is Hope great. you like it. Ever. So, <laughs> but I just like that trouble the last days into, let's dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Tru- truthfully, I did think of how I should come in. <laughs> should I still be like, hey, welcome to Chew on That, or yeah. should I be like, welcome to Chew on That. <sighs> That's just... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Who are you? Uh, hey, guys, I'm Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll just That's start talking. That's a ringtone right there. Wait. Hey guys, I'm Megan. Hi, Megan. That should have a theme song right there. Um, do you guys ever kind of like realize, shoot, I don't know what my voicemail is. And then I've gotten that before <laughs> where like, uh, you know, after I got married, I still had my old name and people were like leaving me messages like, I thought this was a record, you know, like <laughs> very yeah. unsure. I can't tell you what my voicemail is, but here's, you know what a trend is happening right now? People don't have voicemails anymore. It's just the, the you've reached. Yeah. They, or I not even that, that. No, they, it says For like 10 they, years. They, I've been like pretty that. much. It says, uh, they haven't Keith. this, this call, uh, this, this, owner, I can't remember the phrase, is like, oh, they've not set it up yet. So, sorry. What? Yeah. No, I that have, can't be a thing. My daughter Yo, is one of them. And I go, hey, are you going to do a voicemail? And she's like, no. Not to pick on just, you, Gen Z, she'll but. Say, yeah, she'll say, I just don't know, text man. me. And just text me. Just text me. Okay, but I've heard Gen Z doesn't text. They just DM. DM? Isn't that the same thing as a text? Yeah. Well, Isn't that a direct oh, message? Oh, no, not because. in Gen Z land. Because they don't look at text messages. They look at it. What yeah, they, they treat it? it like email. Yeah. Like text to them is like email, and email they never look at, like ever. Well, what? Where are they DMing each other? Like Social Instagram. Media. Yeah. yeah, Snapchat, stuff like that. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't understand Snapchat, but I have Snapchat because some that's how I communicate with students. And, some, and here's the thing. There's times that I'll commute. There's one kid. I get very careful on the waters you're- No, no. Well, students- You're waiting you know, in right the now. The students. I'm a youth pastor. But there's one- 
There's one student, and, and I don't think he listens to this podcast. But if you do, hey man, just reply back. You're one of the reasons I have Snapchat. Like, come on, just be like, give me a thumbs up at least, you know? All thanks to all people, yeah. right? We gotta do whatever it takes. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I, I don't know. I I enjoy text messages. I do too. Still, I do. Yeah. yeah. Me and my wife use Snapchat. Uh, we started, we got Snapchat when the kids showed up. So uh, we knew that we were going to just be like, well, as soon as I went back to work, I was going to be getting a lot of pictures of, mm. of what my what my son was doing. You know, he, yeah. oh, he drooled. You yeah. should see this. And we realized very quickly that it was like- Eating up data? 12, 12 right. photos uh, while I was at work. Yeah. And then Snapchat was, I, I guess, the the solution because it, you, yeah. know, you can just, and you can save them if you want, or you can, you know, just be like, oh, cool. Moving on with my nice. life. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had that. Especially before we had kids, because Kenneth uh, Shelby uh, loved dogs. We used to have two little oh, miniature yeah. pinchers, and she took so many pictures of those dogs. Yeah, <laughs> so many pictures of them just laying, mm -hmm. of them looking at her, of them eating. I was like, "What is My happening?" My husband has an older iPhone, and the the memory has been full for like years, and so he doesn't take any pictures. I take all of the pictures, and then they get sent in like the family. Group chat, you know, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. Russ yeah, is at yeah. daycare. Here's yeah. like a, at Nana's house, whatever. We get pictures and he's always just like, stop sending pictures. My memory's <laughs> full. He's always like having to delete, but then he doesn't want to delete the group chat because the pictures are in there, but he can't That's say, I'm like, funny. it's time to get a new iPhone, man. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. I mean, there's, there's been more <laughs> since the 3GS, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so what are we talking about today, guys? Uh, well, weren't you, uh, did an intro. Uh, yeah, I listened to it. We're, we're. On week seven, yeah, of week sermon series to Timothy. We're talking about two Timothy. How do you I feel guess. about the intro, Dallas? You were sharing some thoughts right before we hit. Record um, about it. it it it, it kind of excited me as a church where we're going. Um, that that we are thinking beyond, and I love that we have. Pa I mean, you think about like Rise After the Fall podcast talked about how they kind of rose again from that, but now that they're trying to help other people who are who fell, who are or, or wanting to quit and help them not quit, because that number was scary when he said fourteen. Yeah. You say fourteen thousand, and I thought he was going to say it a year. But 14,000 a month, I was like, that's too many. That's way too many people leaving the ministry. And so it's just it's just made me go, I'm very mm -hmm. excited for our the heart of our pastors and and their their ability to say, let's go, let's go beyond. Let's help bring that number down because it's not a Walgreens, you know, it's not a yeah. uh it's not another one of these food places, you know. Um there was this uh there was this uh like this healthy food kick that happened in Las Vegas when I lived there. I think it was like called fresh something, fresh and something. And it like sprang everywhere in Las Vegas. So like everyone want, you got, yep, it's fresh, it's organic, blah, blah, blah. And they just slowly started dying out left and right, left mm. and right to the point where I was like, oh man, what a bummer, what a bummer. And then, and, 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 that can happen in that, but it's not supposed to happen with the church. The church is supposed to like stay thriving and striving. And so it's so important in these last days that we rem remember our calling, yeah. even when the world just attacks us and makes us want to quit that. Uh, yeah. I want to, yeah. Sometimes I want to quit, but God's calling is too strong on me to make me quit. Yeah. And I think people need to remind ourselves. So it, it excites me. Uh, that our pastors have this heart for people. We're honestly people who who others have pushed aside and said, "Nope, 
you know, and they're not neglecting the the things they've done wrong. They're saying, yeah, you got to go through this. And they talk about in the podcast, you got to go through this and, and reach your bottom so you can rise up again and be a new person because of it. So I, yeah, I, I like, I like it. It's a, it, it was a gloomy intro, but, but I, I love what's the, the rest of the message kind of helps with that. Yeah. I feel like we have this tendency to think that there's always somebody else in ministry who's like going to step in. Well, there's another, I'm sure, there's those pastor guys, right? Like we can kind of dissociate, like that's not our job. We didn't sign up for that. That's not what I went to college for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you kind of like take a look around the ministry field, it's a lot of people who didn't necessarily, you don't have to like go to school for that. Like, do you have a heart to serve and yeah. do you want to, do you want to help advance the kingdom? Like those, you then, if that is, if your answer is yes, then you're called to ministry in some shape or fashion, whether you still have a full-time job, but like you help serve a church or, or whatever. Like, I think that's how churches are kind of just like fizzling out because yes. people have sort of lost that like passion yeah. to, to help and to serve. Mm-hmm. I think people, I think you're, you're right. I think people have a, uh, an inability to think that there's always somebody on the bench mm-hmm. waiting to jump in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this room, there's three of us and only one of us went to uh, Bible school. Mm. You yeah. know, me, me and Megan absolutely did not. I, yeah. I, I have a college degree with, for video production. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was a full-time videographer, video editor for yep. a decade before I came mm-hmm. to life to life church professionally speaking. And then even yeah. that in two and a half years, I wasn't a pastor. Yeah. Right. I just, I just recently became a pastor uh, this last Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, but that's what we need more of. We need more people who, who say like, now I'm not equipped, but God has called me to be equipped. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you think I felt equipped? You know, when I got called to ministry? No, I was like, I don't know. Cause I was super quiet. I was shy. I was, I was like, well, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be a good pastor, you know, and it's interesting, but that, that surrender to your calling can make something um, just crazy happen and make you a person that you didn't think you'd ever be. And so that's, I think our, my excitement is I wonder if this fire is going to be, uh, uh, relit in people's lives through just the heart of our pastors and direction they want to go in that may cause other people to then say, Hey, I'm ready to get on the bench because mm-hmm. we have people, you know, we have some churches, the reason they're closing down is they go, all right, Hey, I need a, I need a, I need a, a minute. I need a breather. You know, when I was in basketball, my coach always would say this. He would say, just pull on your shirt if you need a breather and someone from the bench will pull you up. But there was a game where um, things got mixed up in, in the concept, uh, you know, scheduling where some players, uh, some players had, were in band and some were in, you know, something else. So there was only five of us that had to play a game. And so he's like, yeah, normally I say do this, but I got no one on the bench. And that game, we didn't win. But we, we had a lot of heart and, and pushed through, but it was only one game. And there's churches that are doing that every single week where they yeah. go, if, I get, if, I, if I'm done, this church is done. And, and yeah. that's what we need. We need to equip oh. more people to get back on the bench and to be there and to see the calling and, and to see like the workings because it can't just be one person at a church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be a community of people who have, a, who have a similar vision, direction, and drive. And so that's, I think, my hope and desire is that we, you know, as a church, when we think beyond, we're thinking beyond to help equip more and more people to step back into ministry or to, con- like you, to consider it a calling or, or, or to hear that call and to actually pursue it. And, I th- and that's what excites me about our, our future. Yeah. It, 
So just perspective, I I know there's some people that listen to that intro and didn't hear doom and gloom. I I being one of them, I got super excited by Mm -hmm. listening to that intro. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, like I envisioned like a, like a, like a a war movie where the general's about to call to his troops and say, we're, we're going, we're running, let's go. And that's how I felt. And if you are listening and felt that way, Mm -hmm. uh, really consider what pastor Dallas just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not by accident that something, but hearing paragraphs like that excite you. Yeah. yeah, and hearing the 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 workers are few. Yes, but the labor's much. Yes, if that excites you, that's not just coincidental. Mm-hmm. That's that's not just by happenstance that you. I mean, I think I think if we went back and listened to it word for word, I think it was probably a, uh, yeah. <laughs> a doom and gloom intro. Yeah, but I'm a person that that got exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know what. We are, we do need to go to more. We do, we do need to, to go to areas that need us because yes. we have been called and we're capable. Yes. Yeah. We can, we can run. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We can say no and run away and, yeah. and don't, don't walk into that calling. That's fine. Yeah. But God will find someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. But what if we didn't? Yeah. What if we didn't run? What if we, what if you did step in? Yes. And if that's the case, we need to know who you are. Yeah, totally. And if, I, it needs, and the church doesn't need to be a fad. It's not the Jinko genes of, of, you know, of, of life. The church is supposed to be ongoing. And, and if we allow the world to push us out and, and, you know, pastor talks about that in this, in this message, which I'm excited about that sometimes we'll, we'll, uh, the state of right now makes it hard to continue walking in truth because we're, we're afraid. And, and I get that. And that's why we got to lean on God even more to give us that boldness and that wisdom and that strength to keep pushing on. If you don't know who we are, us three, and you're listening, go to lifechurchgreenbay.com, go to the staff section, find out what, who we look like. Mm-hmm. If you go to our church, you've seen us. Yeah. I think I, I, I told Megan this too in the lobby this week. I think there are a lot of people out there that don't realize who each one of us are. Mm-hmm. They either hear the podcast they see they see me in the band. They see Megan doing the the tithe uh, teaching, or the the welcome or close. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're. I don't think. I don't think everyone puts the pieces together that we're those same people. Yeah, the yeah. church doesn't have a lot of staff members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many so, hats. <laughs> so with that being said, if 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 you heard something like that and you're you got this like this turn in your stomach that that rush of excitement, then you need to find Dallas, me or, or Megan. Mm-hmm. And say how can how can I how can I enlist? Yeah. 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 I, I totally agree with that. I love that. When I think about that, I think about uh, an old Western. I used to hate Westerns. I used to hate two things, Westerns and country music. It's because those are the things my dad loved. And it didn't have anything to do with the fact that my dad loved them. It just felt like an old guy thing to like. Like it's, you know, old dudes like country. Country music is so sad. First of all, it's like, oh my God. Except now country music is pop from the 90s. It's changed. Country music used to have like some grit to it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody was getting left by somebody. Now it's just K-pop from Nashville. And so I used to hate Westerns because I was like, bro, this is, this is weird. And, but I was starting to think about this thing when it's like troubles on the way. You ever watch a Western? And you got the guy and he's kind of scarred up and he's got the hat that you couldn't pull off. He's got a cigar in his mouth and he didn't cut it with a cutter. 
he like snapped it off with his teeth. It looks like a Slim Jim that's on fire. You feel me? He's kind of got it hanging out of his mouth and he's chewing on it. He's got the perfect stubble and brown teeth and he says, trouble is on its way. That's what that feels like. It feels like when you think about our culture, we need guys who will be worshiping warriors because trouble, man, it's on its way. Paul, the author of this letter that we've been talking about for weeks, he talks about that. He writes this letter to his spiritual son, his apprentice, Timothy, and he says, but mark this, there'll be terrible times in the last days. I think that statement is supposed to be said to not scare us, but prepare us. I think it's supposed to say when trouble is on the way, don't run, but be prepared. Be prepared to, to, and so I love that he's talking about, you know, men and women who worship God. I think that's our best way to prepare is by connecting with the God who can do all things. And so don't be scared about it. But at the same time, uh, you know, I I wrote down, don't, don't look at things as just a coincidence. Look at things as, oh, okay, is God preparing me for that? Yeah. Is God is God trying to remind me, like, here's some more signs of you to be prepared? You know, and that's why I think, I love that we're studying scripture. We're not just reading scripture because I think to be prepared, you have to know and you have to study and you have to really get yourself to a point of going, okay, am I ready when the attack comes? And so I think that's what I love is don't look at it as a, as a way of saying like, you know, oh, run away. Trouble's coming. Okay. All right. I gotta go. Let's get out. But okay. Trouble's coming. Now I need to be prepared, Mm. prepared to fight because it is coming. Yeah, that's that's really good. You know, we should recognize the seasons that we're in. Uh, to be blindsided uh, is is folly because we've been given the tools that we need to know even what's coming. And so, yes, there's there's trouble on the way. And that does sound intimidating. Um, and how Pastor Sean calls for worshiping warriors. I wrote down, I was like, why though? Why do we need worshiping warriors? And then I was kind of thinking about it. And this came to me that, um, because there's triumph on the other side, because after all of this, God wins. And so will you stand? Will you be prepared? Will you do the, the hard things of the hard things that we have to do right now are building our character, building our homes, taking care of our families, raising them, uh, how God is calling them to be and not how the world is calling them to be and resisting that, that like, uh, kind of gravitational pull to like, look more and more like the world as the world gets, hotter and crazier. And, you know, it's just like spinning faster. It seems like, right. So like, are you going to get sucked in with that? Are you going to do the hard work of, of standing firm because there is triumph on the other side. And God has said, I've overcome all of this. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are we to do? Yeah. Worship, worship him. I love that too, because I think when we worship and we see the victory, what our worship is, is we're already walking in the victory. We're already walking in what he's, what he's going yes. to do. I, I don't know why I've been watching some videos on Michael Jordan lately. And, Me uh, too. And, uh, <laughs> but what I love is if you ever said anything that, to Jordan about you're going to lose, like watch out. Like that's, you shouldn't have said Snaps. that. And what happened is, is people on his team, when if another player were say up, 
Yeah, it looks like you're not going to win tonight. He, they said that teammates would go, shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. And the victory came. And I think, like, in a way, like, I know Dang. I'm going to compare Jordan to God. But, like, like, <laughs> like, well. yeah. but like, that's how he's saying is we should have that confidence. Yeah. You know, that when the enemy is trying to attack us and say trouble's on the way, we, as worshipers, go, shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. Don't, don't try to, don't try to, you know, beat, you know, you can't beat our God. Like, yeah. you know, you can't. And I think more believers need to be walking in that and believing that, that yes. we have a strong and mighty God yeah, that when people try to question, you go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh-oh. You know, or, or when people go, oh yeah, if God's real, then he, you, you, you know, then he'll do this. And I'm like, all right, well, get ready for it. You know, it's, it's one of those things where we have to be confident in the God we serve and worship is like, what it is, is, is this twofold thing. It's surrendering say not my way, but your way, but it's also like lifting your hands up and going, God, I, I just want to be connected with you mm-hmm. because I know you got everything. And so I, I, I love that you said that. It just made me think that as worshipers, we just have to be that confidence and, and, and walk already in the victory. Yes. Uh, so in the old Testament, there's a handful of battles in it. It's, 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 there's some wars in there. They yeah. show up a, a handful. Time a baker's time. dozen. Two, two tree. <laughs> why, uh, why, why were the, why were the worshipers always in the front? Yes, that's it. That's it. And we—I don't know if we have an answer, like a distinct one, like mm-hmm. uh, why. Yeah. But in in several verses yeah. in Scripture, they send the worshippers out. Mm-hmm. Even when even when the odds are vast, really stacked against yeah. them, they send the worshippers out. And and what what does God tell them to do? Yes. Yeah. You know, worship. You already yeah. won. Because the yeah. battle is the Lord's. I Ugh. think that's what it is. Is you're going up and saying, "Hey, you think you're going against us." But we got God with mm-hmm. us, yeah. you know, so. Can I'm you imagine just... on the other end of the spectrum though? So you <laughs> See have, that? You, yeah. you, you're up at least 15 to one yeah. On, yeah. on the opposing army mm-hmm. and they send out just dancers and yeah. they send out <laughs> The guys with the ribbons and you're like, yeah. and you're really? Like, <laughs> what is happening? I, I would, I would literally be like, I'd look to like the, the, the commander next to me like, what, what is what is literally happening right yeah, now? A hundred, yes. Are they, are they even taking this serious? That's true. What happens? Like, why? Yeah. Like, why? Why Why do they do that? Yeah. That's why I think. I think because they're reminding the, the opposition that we, we're not doing this on our will. We're doing it on his do will. Do you think that that's egotistical or boastful? To, to, to egotistical towards God? No, the action of, of sending mm. the worshipers first. No, I don't think so no. at all. I think it's, I think it's, the, it's, it's shifting the, the focus on the right spot. You know, it's not my yeah. will, but your will. It's yes. not my might, but your might. So as wars progressed, they would continue to send the worshiper out first, mm-hmm. but they, they masked them in different things. Mm. Even up to the, up to the civil war, they still had a drummer boy. Wow. And he was in the, and it was a, like a call between both armies that don't, don't shoot the drummer. Yeah. He's a kid, mm-hmm. you know, like there was a, there was an mm. unwritten handshake that, yeah. In the Revolutionary War, they'd send the drummer out there mm-hmm. in the front line. Yeah. You know what that kind of, what just came on me, like, well, what does that look like now? What does it look like now? Right. Mm-hmm. And the, and again, when did we take God out of, God's out of so many things. Yes. Jesus is out of so many things yeah. now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so do we need strong worshipers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why do we need strong yeah, worshipers? Yeah. Like why, why, why do you think? I, 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 this, is, this is an open-ended question. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to like- And specifically what I liked 
about this clip, he's calling men, especially men, like especially Pastor yes. Sean. Yes, because there was. I mean, they 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 say that uh, historically that the worship movement happened during the war, where a lot of women were in church worshiping, and so when they came back, they're like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. You know, even though worship happened, but the resurgence and I want to say the worship movement in America happened. They said like in in during wartime. So when men came back, they're like, "What are you guys doing?" And it, it kind of became this thought and process of, well, this is what women do. Ooh, but no, wow. if you yeah. look back at history, mm-hmm. it's what men did, mm-hmm. you know? In fact, it's what men did and women would make fun of them. Think about David and Michael, Yeah, yeah. you know? He worshiped Lord and she's up on a window saying, look at you, you look like an idiot. And so like that's that has to be flipped again. Mm-hmm. Not that women wow. call men idiots, but but men need to lead the charge in worship. They shouldn't be like, this is your thing. This is our thing, exactly. mm-hmm. you know? And and so why is it important? I think because it shows how powerful God is yeah. and how, and how and, and, and postures us as people going like, because here's, why is God getting pushed out of places? Because of ego. And because of <laughs> and because of, of pride and because of things like that, where we go it. like I don't need God, I got it. But worship says I need you, yeah, and I'm surrendering to you. So that's that's why God's getting pushed out, and that's why we need worshipers is because we need to be bring people back to the place where we're surrendering to God. They, I, I think there are people who understand God. They just don't want a relationship with God and they don't want to surrender to God. But when we worship and people see the power that happens in that and the transformation and the healing and the restoration that happens in that, then it makes people go, why have I pushed him out? Right. I needed to welcome him yeah. in. Uh, if, if I were to uh, have a front line of a battle, you would, I guess, instinctively want your strongest warriors in the front. Yeah. Right. Uh, when when wars are fought with hands and guns, mm-hmm. uh, the strongest will win. Yeah. When you worship, it's impossible to show strength. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a it's a, it's like a showing of God, and yeah. in that complete submission, yeah, the strength is the strength is earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we fight wars and we fight battles and we fight arguments and we argue with people on the street or mm-hmm. social media, we're doing that with our words and with our yeah. with our with with our very finite brains and, yeah. and are we with our sin and with our mm-hmm. knuckles and yeah. with our, and those don't, those don't win these wars. Yeah. The war that's coming on, we aren't going to fight or we aren't going to punch our way out of. Yes. Nope. That's good. We, yeah. it, but you know what, if we start getting into that action of total submission, like you said, mm-hmm. where I'm, I, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Mm-hmm. Like scripture says, yes, I am during worship. Yeah. I'm submitting to him fully. Yeah. It's just him. Yeah. Then, and only then can we win this war. Mm-hmm. When I get out of the way, when I, sub- when I throw the white flag, weirdly enough is when I win the war. Yeah. I think one of my favorite scriptures I've said on here, and the reason it's one of my favorite scriptures in Philippians is because it says that when we, when we uh, worry about nothing, but pray about everything, that the result is peace that goes beyond understanding. Yeah. That means I'm connected with a God who is so much bigger than not just me physically, but intelligently. And you said it, our finite brains. We can serve a God who gives us, he'll give us things that we just can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, as believers, we're not going to have all the answers, 
but I still serve a God who does have all the answers. And to the point where I go, I can't even explain. And that's what happens with transformation sometimes. Go, people, what happened? I don't know. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. It's because we, we, we've connected with a God who goes beyond comprehension. I, I don't want to say God's memorizing everything you're saying, but he's memorizing everything you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to don't want to scare you and say that he's watching everything you're doing, but he's watching everything you're doing. Yeah. I, I can tell you that a fight is coming. Yeah. And he is, he is def absolutely prepping and positioning strong believers, yeah. strong worshipers. And if you're afraid to raise your hand during a worship session, that probably no one's really even noticing you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But one. Yeah. Yes. There is one that's watching. Yeah. Mm. You know? yeah. So I, I I like how he did say that we have a church of men that are worshiping. Yeah. That's not a normal thing in this country. No. no. Uh, that's that's a very not normal thing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yes. Mm. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yet. Sure. Yet. Yeah, I, there Yet. you go. That's it. That's so it. So I, I I would I would I would I would stress on you that if you if during Moments of worship, if you're, if you're feel like, oh, raise my hand, I'm going to feel weird. Uh, I wouldn't worry about the person next to you so much. Yeah. Because there is one that you're going to have to account for. Yeah. There's one that's going to say like, uh, wait, I, I know it's a, it's a stretch, but I did say if you deny me in front of your friends, I could and might deny you in front of mine. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And so I think of it like, and that's an extreme that's an extreme, but I ain't worshiping. I ain't worshiping when I'm on, when I'm on the platform worshiping, I'm not doing it for, for the person next to me. Right. Right. Yep. I'm not, I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some point in my existence, I will have to go face to face and, and account for the things I have done in my life, the good and the bad. Yeah. 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 So in verses two through nine, he gives 19 descriptors of evil people and he sandwiches them. He, he bookends them, if you will, with, with what those people love and what they don't love. In verses two through four, he speaks of their moral conduct. And then in verses five through nine, he speaks of their religious life. So first he talks about their moral conduct. He says, these people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's bad. He said that's what people in the end days will naturally be inclined to be like. Humanity is endowed by God with two capabilities perception and inclination. Now perception is humanity's ability to take in information and process it. Inclination on the other hand is how that information makes us feel. And that inclination comes in three phases, love, like, and indifference. We either love it or hate it, which makes us strongly attracted to or repelled by something. We like it or dislike it, which makes us weakly attracted to or repelled by something, or we're totally indifferent. We have, we have no opinion one way or another. And Paul's saying, in the last days, 
You're going to have all three of those things, but, but it's going to be terrible because more people than not are going to love themselves, but hate God. A spirit is going to come upon our culture that's going to bind people, shackle them, keep them in chains, and they're going to be violent and they're going to be rebellious toward the things of God. I don't know if you've seen this, but this is becoming increasingly evident that our culture is becoming increasingly violent and rebellious to any principle that is taught as truth in this book. It's true. Like slowly but surely, you just see how even things that I think we've thought are, I don't know, why would anyone get mad about that? Yeah. You know? It, like they're being disputed and then like spat on. You know, things in the Bible and principles and things that we as Jesus followers, we base our life on. And yeah, that is really hard to deal with. That does. Uh, Pastor Sean says inclination um, is how we feel about information. And when he was saying like, like and love and indifferent, you know what that made me think about is like all of the different reactions you can do on Facebook, how you can like, like it, love it, exclaim it, question mark, you know. Yeah, that's question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that one's That one's on <laughs> Apple, right? So, and uh, so we kind of have like built this like, what's your what's your quick feeling on it, right? Like, what's your hot take? Yeah. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that text? Quick, react to it. What's your reaction? I love how people think that it matters. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like, that too. Like, like right? everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know. <laughs> exactly. I, I thumbs down this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> and so we don't weigh our reaction though mm-hmm. with what God's reaction is to yeah. that in mm-hmm. that scenario. Like we're just yeah. giving our quick our hot take, like, what do we think? What do we feel? Mm -hmm. And as we get closer and closer and closer and people move farther and farther away from God, well, their quick reactions are going to be less and less Jesus-like. Yeah. I think what is going to be more attracting to people is not how we react, but how we respond. I think when, when uh, what's happening is people are reacting and how do you react to that reaction? You know, perfect example of someone goes, oh, you're, you're a Jesus person. They go, oh, um, you're homophobic, you're hateful, you're, you know, you're judgmental, you're this, this, and this. And we can go, I'm not that, you know, and, and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or we can go, I'm sorry that you've experienced that. Yes. I'm really sorry to hear that. And that response could be enough for people to go, okay, you're not what I thought you were. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very crucial as people in, especially right now it is people, it is this quick thing of just, of just reacting and responding. And if you don't agree with me, then I don't want you. And I want to separate myself from yeah. you that we can go, well, I tried my best, but you know, being mindful of your responses and hopes that it brings that person back yeah, because uh, that, that the conversation will continue going. Exactly. And something we have to keep in mind is that they are shackled to this, to a spirit. Yes. And so don't be, don't be hateful with your words. Don't be like, you say that because everyone says that and, and getting mad at them, be yeah. mad at the spirit. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. like, let's pray over that. Let's worship over that. Let's yes. fight over that. Like yeah. in, in the spirit, you know what I mean? Not like, not at them because yeah. they're held down in like in chains. Yes. Essentially, they'll become more violent, more rebellious. Pastor mm-hmm. Sean says, right? Yep. And we're seeing that clear as day. I mean, whether it's like, uh, you know, the rise of like 
what's on TV or what mm. kind of video games people are playing um, or what the latest hashtag on Twitter is. Like it just keeps get going. The stakes keep going up and up and yeah. up. And I feel like, wow, well, when you've put something up that far, how do we ever come down from that yeah. in culture? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think it's why we have to pray for patience and yeah. strength even more because it is such a cutoff of it. Uh, such a cutoff of, I don't want to hear that. And they just go, nope, I'm done. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And you go, man, mm -hmm. you know? And so you can feel defeated in that. Like they don't even yeah. care what I have to say. And that, and you know what? They don't at the time. And I don't think they care what they have to say. It, again, goes back to my original point. It's not how, what you have to say. It's how you respond to them. Yeah. Because if you're willing to stick around and hear hear their story and, you, and they show that you care, wow. okay, cool. I like how you responded to that. Because they're used to people saying, well, then you're wrong and you're this yeah. and they want to debate and they want to, and they want to go back and forth instead of having a conversation, mm. of ha having dialogue going back and forth. That's the thing is, is can we push past the, 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 the cutoff and see if we can create dialogue to happen? Yeah, I was thinking about, uh, I was reading an article this morning, uh, a local news article about uh, an accident that happened uh, just a few days ago and someone passed away in it. And I, I get a lot of my, I think, I, I think if I, if I were to um, like take an assessment of how I consume my local news, it's, it's uh, through one of the local uh, syndicates and it's on Facebook. So uh, that's a, that's, I, it works for me, you know, because the, they post articles, I, I read it and, if, if I do, if I don't. Um, but what, why I like this, that approach to doing that is because I know, I know what happens locally if storms are coming or, you know, if people, people's homes got, uh, destroyed in that, like the recent one from last week, the storm. Um, but what I, what I also like is, is I like to read people's comments on it. Yes. And I don't like to read it cause like, it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I, I'm, I, I don't feel sad, Yeah. but I like to read it cause I like to know who I'm praying for. Yes. yes and yes. so this art, this accident happened uh, maybe a couple nights ago and it was kind of by, by uh, my house and someone passed away and yeah, just reading the comments on, mm. on whose fault it was and da, 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 da. And they, they must've been this or they must've been that. Yeah. And then the people that like, I guess we're trying to prove a point that they were right, which yeah. I always sit back and like, what does it really matter? Like, do you think that all those people are going to read your comment and be like, Oh, she was right. <laughs> Jeez. I really need to change my ways. Yeah. You know, it, I think as society has a, they people want to be right a lot and they don't care how they're heard just so long as people know that they're right. Yeah. And it was piggybacking off what you said, Dallas, you know, yeah. like that's a very big and important. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of importance in that in, in people today. And, uh, and sadly, most, most articles I read, uh, I don't, I don't walk away from and be like, oh, that, well, that was good. That's mm -hmm. good. That's good. Even, mm -hmm. even the ones that are charitable, <laughs> charitable, you know, yeah. like acts of good deeds, yeah. you go in the comments and you just find people that are, yeah. and I think, I think the comment sections, a lot of like those verses, Yeah. you know, in the end days, people are going to argue. They're going to be lovers of themselves, lovers of. Uh, enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's true. dislovers of God. You know, and I, uh, the article I read this morning, God came into it and involved in the conversation. If if your God was so, why would He have so? Mm-hmm. You know, then then you then I'm like, okay, it's almost always in the comments. Okay, I, that's I, almost. I'll, always I'll bite. So I see see the next comments, <laughs> and then you see people that, yeah, da, 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 and so all of a sudden turned to people that were hurt as children in church, and it's a big spiral away from. Oh yeah. From a car accident, yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I'm I'm of the the guard that I don't I don't think we're in the end times. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just never have felt that way. I think both of you think we are, and but I just I've I've never have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this generation will come and go, and the next will come and go, and mm-hmm. I guess in the grand scheme of ten thousand, twelve thousand years, and mm-hmm. maybe we are. You know, mm-hmm. but I think we got some generations yet. I don't, I don't think I'm going to see it, mm-hmm. but I know there's a lot of people that believe that they will. And no one's really, how do you prove you're right? right. You know, it's other than a hunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's real tough to say that we're not when you read two Timothy or second Timothy, if that's yeah. what you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> and you read those verses and then you, you, you go and find out what the weather's going to be like on yeah. Facebook from yeah. one of your local syndicates yeah. and then read the comments. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe my whole life I, I didn't think it, but gosh, if it happened, I definitely wouldn't say what. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I love what you said because I like this aha moment came to me when you said about the end times. And I, here's the thing. I think we need to, we need to, uh, because I think sometimes when people go, I think we're in the end times, what the mentality can happen is uh, we're almost done. You know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to work anymore. But if we believe that we're not in the end times, then the m- mindset needs to be, then I need to equip the next generation to have the power of Jesus living in them. Right. And so that mentality has to still happen because we don't know the hour of the time that the Lord will return. But if we start thinking we do, and we know people and have go, yeah, I think it's coming. No, you don't. You don't think it's coming. It probably isn't because you think it's coming, you know? <laughs> uh, but that what it does is it causes us to go, ah, I've done what I can. God's coming back soon. I, I feel it. It's in my bones. I feel he's coming. And, that, and, and here's the thing. Some people go, I feel like God's coming back and I need to continue to equip. And that's great. And so that's fine too, as long as the motive is I need to equip people for Jesus. But I think some people go the opposite way. And that's where I'm, that's why I'm saying it's important that you're not going and quitting because you feel like God's coming back soon and you did everything you could. No, keep equipping, keep listening, keep engaging. Because if God doesn't come back in, in five months, 10 years, then, or, you know, five months, five weeks, you know, five years, we need to think about the 10 years that, you know, and, and beyond and go, how can we equip? Because if we quit, then it's, you know, it's going to get worse and worse. We have to keep equipping. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as whenever God comes back, it's just going to keep getting more polar. Right. And, and, um, people are going to keep distancing themselves from God. And we do, like you said, Pastor Dallas, we have to keep equipping. I recent, I just said it this week. I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel like we're living like right up. <laughs> like Jesus is going to come tomorrow for sure. <laughs> and then there's other days where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know when he's coming and I don't need to know. I mean, it's interesting that the Bible says we don't know the time or the hour. It doesn't say we won't know the season though, mm-hmm. because I do feel like we as Christian, we can sense seasons. And so I think we'll kind of, we'll know as we're getting 
closer, but like, you know, every, every generation has thought that they're living in the end times. And Pastor Sean said, they were all right. Yeah. Like we are technically all in the end times yeah. and that's yeah. just how it, it always will be, yeah. right? Yeah. Until Jesus comes back. And so, yeah, don't, don't fall asleep at the wheel because you're like waiting for Jesus mm-hmm. to come back. And that's why there's, there's things that are thrown at us. There's COVID. Yeah. Are you are you alert? Are you awake? Are you paying attention or were you sleeping? Yeah. Because if you were just sleepwalking and you don't think that any of this pertains to you because Jesus is coming back, you're missing it. You're mm-hmm. missing your purpose to be a worshiping warrior. When you're what, brilliant. And uh, you as you were talking, Megan, I'm like I in my head I want to stop you and say this is I, I want a podcast where you are Hosting and it's on the book of Revelations. <laughs> I want that. That'd be, that'd be the, the book of Revelation, Megan host. And and maybe I'll I'm maybe there. I'll maybe I'll be a guest every now and again. I'm yeah. there. I would I would listen to that. There you go. So yeah. you were saying, but the, like COVID, like Right. You know, when you were at school, because we're we're like 10 years apart, right? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. What how old are you? Twenty eight, almost twenty nine. Okay, okay. So yeah, eleven years apart. Okay. So um did you say the uh, Pledge of Allegiance growing up in school? Oh, yes. My kids don't. What? They don't. I didn't know that. I did. I've, I I. mean, that was a first grade. We are memorizing this Heck yeah. every day. Yep. Somewhere <laughs> along the line. Somewhere along the line. It's like how you said, like this COVID thing just came and it's hanging around longer than probably right. most want. Yeah. But- some people are going to walk away from this thing and be like, gosh, that was a weird three years. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then they'll they'll say like something like, "Well, f the party I don't like on the to vote for." Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. there's there's other subtle things that are happening. Yes. That that like you're like, well, what year did that stop? Right. Yeah. And those aren't those aren't hills to die on. No. And sometimes uh, uh, sometimes we do. And sometimes we do. Yeah. On both sides. On both we sides. We die on hills that. God's not calling you to die on that hill, but there are things that are slowly being stripped out of schools. Slowly being stripped. And things that are coming in, right? Oh, so check this out, girl. (laughs) So I don't, I'm not a guy that, I'm not a political dude. No, you're not. Like there's, there's, I'm not that. But like my, my, my boy, my, oh, like if something something were, if like, and this is, I'm not like, this isn't like boiling my blood, but it's definitely like made me stop and be like, well, how can they do that then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like my, my boy comes home and he says, namaste. And, and oh, he, he does right. that hand thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, they, we do yoga in school now. I'm like. Wow. <sighs> so we can't say the Pledge of Allegiance, well, but we can do yoga. Well, how? That's <laughs> great. How, how do we get there? Yeah. Like, like how? Yeah. Like I can't even say, like if he says Jesus. Yeah. Like they will say, keep that down. Yeah. Yeah. But. And I know, I know the teachers are probably like, well, no, it's good stretching. And, and you know what? I, I'm all for being dexterous, dexterous. You know, I stretch a lot. It Limber. Is t- at 40 years old, yeah. I like to tie my shoes. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I get, I get stretching. Stretching, you know, if I, you know, do some yeah. hamstring stretches, some growing stretches. Yeah. I get the health benefits of yeah. that. Yeah. But there's other things that are being tagged onto that. Yes. That I'm like, hey, if you want to teach the kids stretching, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think we should, you know, when I, I think we all need to be a lot more nimbler. Yeah. Right. It, it reduces risk of broken bones. Mm-hmm. It, your health benefits increase longevity mm-hmm. in life increases. Yes. Yeah. We should be stretching. I, I don't know if it needs the other stuff though. Yeah. yeah. Like I, 
And so I, so I talked to my boy, I'm like, we, we, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, and, and we did an explanation and, and this is like stuff that I don't, I didn't want to be talking to a first grader about. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, oh, I just had a conversation about this this week. It gets to the point where it's anything but Jesus. Anything but Jesus. That's, what, can, that's, what, that's kind of what I felt like. Anything like, goes like, except for Jesus. Don't say the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't teach kids about the creation story. Let's not even go there. Cause like, 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 it's like like a cliff gosh darn but not in those words yeah. on television the gods censored mm-hmm. you know hmm. damn isn't yeah isn't that throw, crazy? throw that word around all day long yeah. yeah wow but the god is wow yeah that's so again, that tells you all you need to know i'm right? not <laughs> maybe i am that's it maybe i am storing food up but I mean, I just think that's normal, yeah. right? I just think normal. At this point in the pandemic, yeah. it's pretty normal to store up. But, but, if, but for the most part, if you go, Keith, do you think we're in end times? I'm like, well, you know, I don't think it's going to happen like tomorrow, but I do have Maybe. 30 cans of Campbell chunky soup in my basement. Cause that's, cause I mean, if I, I can go a month then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But he says what's going to make it even more difficult for us to deal with or even identify is that, is that it won't always be overt. It'll be shrouded by a spirit of indifference, which, which makes Paul then talk about their religious life. He says they'll have a form of godliness, but they will deny its power. And in Paul's day, the churches or synagogues, they were filled with people like that. They would put on what was called their garment of praise or their, their church robes, and they would go perform all the ceremonies while still mistreating people, while still cheating people, because God wasn't the center of their lives. He was ceremonial. It was just tradition. All they were doing was hedging their bets. And this is lots of Christians in North America today, they don't look, sound, or act any different than the rest of the world. So Paul says, hey, don't have anything to do with those people. What's interesting is Paul doesn't ever say, don't have anything to do with sinners. Paul is fine with people hanging out with sinners. He's totally fine with believers hanging around with non-believers. And you know who else was totally fine with that? Jesus. Jesus is like, he, he doesn't speak against you being around people who are sinners. Because here's the thing about people who are sinners. They're, they're shameless about it. They're sinning wide open. They're they're not posting anything other than sin on Instagram. But people who are like this, people that Paul's talking about, these are the people who who they act one way when they're in one place and they act another way when they're another. And you've you've never been those people, but you've known people like that. The word that stuck out to me the most was traditional. Traditional. That I think that they're, and that's the thing is, is that, 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 Tim, uh, Paul's warning Timothy is there's going to be people who are so stuck in the tradition mm. that they don't get to the heart of it. The, the, the focal point is I did it. I completed it. I checked it off the box. You know, I'm traditional. And, and, and those are people that's hard to talk to because when you want to have conversation and you want to have accountability and encouragement, you can't get it from them because all they got is tradition and their ceremonial things. There's no heart behind it. They just did it. They just checked it off, you know, and, but at the same time, they've also are, are wrapped around uh, tradition, opinions, 
you know, which I, I talked about last week or I, I believe this tr- uh, opinion until I was questioned about it and I mm-hmm. couldn't really give you an answer, but we can live off opinions and traditions to where there is no substance. There is no fruit, you know, and, and to the point where you look at Jesus and the, the, the tree, the fig tree that bared no fruit and how he, he destroyed it. You know, he, he destroyed it. And they're like, why'd you do that? And he goes, cause it wasn't bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. So if it's not bearing fruit, then it's useless. And, and so I feel like Paul is saying, stay away from those people. They're going to, they're going to not do anything, but be useless. Mm-hmm. And so, and so really, if you feel like you're a traditional person, you don't want to be, then stop doing it. Start, start just start asking questions. Start really reading the Bible. Do more than just say the Lord's prayer but actually talk to God. Don't be so traditional. And, and, and at the same point, sometimes those traditional people will tell you to stay away from the unbelievers. But the unbelievers are the people who are, are sometimes searching for hope and they're searching for something real and has substance that they're not getting. And, 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 and so those are the people we gotta be striving to connect with because we have the good news. We have the hope and that, that's living in us. And so I think it's very mindful is don't get stuck in that tradition to where you're just kind of useless. Yeah. It's my opinion that. Ah, from last week. There you go. (laughs) In my opinion, disclaimer, that those who are apathetic are harder to bring to a place of passion for, for Jesus than those who are passionately sinning. Yeah. Uh, because if you kind of look at like the sliding scale, if you're, if you're passionate one way, like I feel like it's hard, it's easier to convert that passion for, let's just say sinning into passion for Jesus. Yes. Whereas if you're apathetic and you're just neutral on everything, it's so hard to get to those people who are like, I mean, this is what they say. I was raised Catholic. Yeah. I did mass. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I don't really, I don't do the church thing anymore. You know, I just don't really get it. I mean, I'm not an atheist, but like, yeah. I think that like there may be an afterlife, like they're apathetic and they're, they're lukewarm. And that's those, yes, are people almost to flee. And uh, some things I wrote down were, do you feel friction with the world? Do you face opposition? Uh, or do you feel dismayed at the state of things? And if your answer is no to all of those, you may be living in a, a place of apathy where you're just like, I mean, I don't I don't connect one way or the other. I just, I kind of like try and stay in my lane and like everything's good. And like, you know what I mean? So uh, that's a j- dangerous place to be in. And um, I can say that from experience too, because I lived kind of in a place of, apathy. Like mm-hmm. I always felt this calling, um, to God and to Jesus and to be more, um, with him in my life. But I also lived in this place of like, eh, but I like, I like what I'm doing over here. And like, I don't want to give those things to God. And, um, and so I get that. And I think only Jesus could slowly erode at somebody and like bring them to yeah. him, right? Listener, if you're listening, uh, you, you can pause the podcast and you can rewind and write down that quote that you just heard from Megan because it was really good and it was really smart. So just pause us now, rewind. <laughs> you can just hit the rewind button about 15 seconds. It's probably there. Write it down, then get My back to us. favorite button. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, so I'm part of the creative team uh, at Life Church. I, I, I work on staff on the creative team doing creative things here. Uh, the creative team probably has, I would say 95 people at mm-hmm. any given, any given season at life church. We always were around about a 90, 90, 95 people. Cause it takes, you know, you add up the band, you add up the camera people, the, 
production crew, front of house people. Uh, it's probably like 30, 35 people that it takes to run a Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we need a few people, you know, so people not aren't on every single week. There are some people that are on every single week, but here's, here's where I'm getting at. There are a lot of people, a lot of people have their hands, have their hands on, on the soup here. Uh, I can think maybe five have been Christians their whole life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost everyone that you would see on the platform on a Sunday playing the worship music, worshiping have a, have a past. Yeah. They were definitely people that, um, if you had the mindset of, I need to stay away from the sinners, then you would have stayed away from half that worship band Uh about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago. Mm -hmm. And yet there they are. God has called them, has anointed them, has blessed them Mm -hmm. and say, go build a kingdom. Yeah. And he has put them in the position to be a, in, in, in in all, in respects, uh, a poster for our church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when you come to this church and you see somebody talking on, on the stage platform, you know, they, they, they're noticed. Yeah. Right. And it's not man who's put them in a position. Mm -hmm. God has. Yeah. So getting in a, in a mindset of, you don't know what, what gems you're going to find by talking Jesus to a sinner. Yeah. You, you don't know what, you know, you're turning over a rock and you don't know what's underneath it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. There's probably some dirt and maggots under some, yeah. but under others there's gold. Yeah. Yes. yes. Under others there's gold. Yeah. Our, 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 our church, our creative team is comprised of gold nuggets mm-hmm. found. They, 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 they have a past. They weren't raised. Yeah. And, or if they were, there was definitely turning moments in the, in the men and women I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. they have a story. Yeah. But if we turn our backs quickly on that, where I'm going with this is that we turn our backs quickly on that. You where we're missing the point. Yeah. Right? We aren't going across the lands and baptizing. Yes. People in the father, son, and the Holy spirit. Yeah. Immediately. Yes. We're not advancing a kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of okay with the people around us. Yeah. And that's, I don't think it's going to win this war. Yeah. We need, we need a lot. We need a lot of recruitments. Yes. To win this war. Yes. And come on guys, there's victory on the other side. And then you say, well, do we need a lot? Yeah. Um, No, God's got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need a lot. Not because we have demons to slay. I need a lot because I want to, I want to bring as many people as I, as many friends as I can with me. Yes. I I need, I need a lot because Mm -hmm. man, there's going to be an eternity and I'm going to love kicking it with you guys. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why the focal point needs to be, you know, getting people who are outside the building to come in the building. Yeah. I think instead of the focal point of going like, you know, Hey, Hey, I just need to convince this guy in the building. You, you can't convince. In fact, they, they may take you down a path where you start to, you know, so don't fo- let that be. Who can I, who, is there any more people? I love you said five or 10 years ago, but like we just, I just found out like this week, there's a guy who I thought has been in the church longer than two years, but it's only been two years yeah. that like he, like his life was transformed. And you wouldn't think it because no. of, because of the, the, the growth that I've, that I've seen in him. And so it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, yeah, when we get so focused on, well, well, so-and-so has been here for 15 years and his, you know, we haven't met his need yet. 
Well, it, I, I can't focus on it. I got to focus on this person who's like, I just gave my life to Jesus and I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I don't know what's happening anymore. We just heard, you know, a, a, a testimony about a person who, um, who gave their life to Jesus, like right after a party, you know, like yeah. after a party, getting drunk, going like, this is not for me and I need to surrender. Yeah. I need more than this. This is just, you know, I can't do this. Mm. Yeah. And so it's like, that's, where I'm glad that God's equipped us with these people who are now serving and helping other people and really showing people like, yeah, man, like I am barely a believer, you know, but I'm glad for this group of people who are helping me and maturing me and getting me in the word and helping me not to go down that path. And it's just like, that's why I love is we're focusing on that. And, and it's tough is because sometimes people will fall off who go like, I just feel like you're just so focused on new believers, which is such a crazy thing to say out loud. You know, <laughs> you know? I feel like, we're really just all we're doing is just trying to get new believers like yeah <laughs> like, isn't that the point you know and and you just gotta go yeah I can't focus on the tradition I gotta focus I gotta try to see if I can win these some more of these you know these people don't know him here's the thing I uh, the, the more people consume Jesus and put Jesus in the forefront of how they raise their children how they how they live their marriages, how they live their lives, how they work professionally. If, if, if I try and aspire to be more like Jesus in all of my affairs, uh, it, it would be impossible for me to go on Facebook and destroy somebody. Yeah. Like, like I read from a, from an article I did this morning. Yeah. It would be impossible Yeah, because I wouldn't be living for Jesus. I would be, I would be a faker like, like pastor was saying earlier in this message, you know? So <sighs> more we just got to get we got to this isn't this is like a, an infection that needs to just spread to more and more people mm -hmm. as many as we can get yeah and if you're listening to this you can pass you can pass this infection yeah. on to others and we need to we need to make that more of a thing like all of us not just like a handful of us and that's why i need i need in, i need recruits yes not because we need them to fight a war physically, but because we need to fight a war spiritually. Yeah. And we, with what we have left, if it be several generations, gosh, we can do stuff with that. Yeah. We can. Yeah. Yeah. Paul says, mark this, make note of it, write it down. There are going to be terrible times in your heart and in your mind, in your careers and finances and relationships, in your marriages and with your kids. You're gonna take some hits. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. You're gonna sustain some wounds. You're gonna get some scars. People are gonna hate on you and hurt you. People are gonna oppose you, even try to mislead you. But trust me, just like Jannies and Jambres, these guys, they're not gonna get far because the creator of life, the one who can turn sand into gnats, can turn those little gnats in your life back to sand that falls underneath your feet. He can turn your wounds into weapons as he turns the scars of today into great success stories of tomorrow. Yeah, great success stories of tomorrow. <laughs> great success stories of tomorrow, if we, if we were to to shy away from the sinners, yeah. wouldn't we run out of great success stories? Yeah. Wouldn't You'd be the most boring person yeah. at the party. Wouldn't we just eventually have everyone has succeeded and, and, and now what? But everyone has succeeded, but now what? In, in a scope of, 
if the world was all like that, great. But if there were a small percentage of people in an encased, enclosed room that show up on Sunday, and I don't know anyone else's name, but you know the 30 of us that are here, if I, if I just stuck to that, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah. How, how, how do you, how do you, how would you motivate yourself to wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. You know, what would be the motivation if, if, if your world's okay, mm-hmm. but you'd look outside and the world's coming off its hinges, mm-hmm. but you're doing nothing about it. Yeah. What's the motivation? Yeah. I, 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 um, I wrote down this because, you know, he, he said in this, you know, turn your wounds into weapons. And um, I wrote down, I love how God has used my shame as a tool for hope for others. And the reason I say that is because there was, you know, and I, I've said this on the podcast and I've had people reach out to me because of, of my, of confessing that, you know, that I've had a pornography addiction and, and it was shameful. It's not a popular, you know, testimony. It's kind of you know, it's nasty and gross and people kind of look at you different. And so it was shameful. And I think that's why I kept it in for so long is because I didn't want it to come out and people are like, ugh, gross. And, and, and it was a wound that I wanted to, you know, some, like he said, some scars are cool. You get to show some scars. There's some scars that people have. They don't want anyone to see. They want it constantly covered up. And if it is seen, they're going to feel humiliated and, and probably depressed because of it. And, and so my sin, my shame was one of those things that I never wanted to come out. But when it came out and I was, and I was in the reality of that guilt being removed because, because my sins are now open and I have, and I have, I have fallen, I've rised again. It made me be more open about it. And I found out I'm not the only one. And so, so now there's something that I never wanted anyone to know, but now that people know I'm thankful for it because it's helping other people. And how many more people have scars and shame and things that they're hiding, but if other people knew about it, it would give them hope and it would lead them towards God, not away from him. Yeah. That's so good. I know. I, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I'll make statements and I just cut off real quick. Are done. <laughs> so. The thing that stuck out to me from that clip was God has the power to turn the gnats above your head into the sand that falls under your feet. Oh, stop it. And I, I teared up in service both times. Uh, I felt like, I don't know what it was about that sentence. That I was like, I needed to hear that, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I needed to hear that. Yes, there's going to be terrible times. Yep, you're going to take hits. You're going to get scars, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but there's success and there is victory and it will come for you uh, because God's already won it. And um, I think some people probably just need to hear that. Like I needed to hear it two, three, four times. Maybe I'll listen to that clip again mm-hmm. later today just to hear it again because uh, only God can create life. Only God can take it away. Only God can control what is, what is happening, who's in authority and, um, what happens in this world. And that's where I like to hang my hat. And I love it because the, the names that he said, that, that, Chandis and Jamboree, mm-hmm. those are the magicians that, that you know, were going toe-to-toe yeah. with Moses. And you said it, the only thing they couldn't duplicate was creation. They could do the so blood, cool. they could do the other thing, but creation, they're like, it can't do that. Can't do it. The, the start of life only comes from God. Yep. Something like that. Oh, they yeah. Say that, they say in that line. And yeah, that's... It's crazy. But I mean, from the, a magician's standpoint, mm-hmm. they were going toe-to-toe with Moses. Like, yeah. Good, like, they had some tricks up their sleeve. They had some tricks up so their sleeve. So obviously, like, I don't think they were really turning their 
staff into no. a snake, right? No. So it was like trickery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, is the devil just so good at that. Like yeah. he does stuff that like it looks like what God does, mm-hmm. but it's not, right? Yeah. We remove the devil even from this mm-hmm. and just talent of men. That's true. Like that men, men's talents yes. can be extraordinary. Yeah. We can do some extraordinary things. Yes. Yeah. That's true. But we, we, get, we get caught in this, well, did you see what I just did, man? Mm-hmm. You see what I can do? Yes. It leads yeah. us back to the bringing worshipers in the front line of battle. Yeah. Yes. If we, if we put the strongest warriors out there, mm-hmm. the best marksmen, the best mm-hmm. people with swords, we, they might win some battles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if we, we get caught up in this, what man can do, mm-hmm. the technologies that man has made, the, yeah. the ideas, the philosophies, start going down these rabbit holes and we start subtly and slowly mm-hmm. forgetting that God's the orchestrator of them all. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that part was, was m- like my favorite part of that, of that soundbite was mm-hmm. even the, the magicians go, well, I, we can't make life. Yeah. You know, like how does that, how does that look? Like you got two studs of music uh, of magicians, right? Yeah. Like, the, I mean, if they're in the, like named in the Bible, mm-hmm. they're up there. Yeah. Like they got some, they got some <laughs> yeah. stopping power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then you got two of, of the best magicians that probably have ever lived. Go look at each other and just go. Yeah. Well, bro, I, we can't make life. Like yeah. you weren't impressed with the blood. Come on. Yeah. Like what more with the staff? You don't, you, what more do you want, man? Right. Yeah. And it, it was like, God finally was like, you know, I, I like to think too, that God was like, cause that's, those are his children too. He's like, dang, you're getting pretty good at this, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we'll, we'll try this. We'll try it. And like, yeah. he's toying, like, he's like kind of playfully playing with his, his child. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're really good at right. Like, like with, with, with my children, like you're getting really good at kicking that ball. Yeah. Here, try this kick. Try this one. Yeah. Oh, not yet. But you're <laughs> like, I, I feel like if you really worked at it, you could probably do this. And then the, the one of the, one of the boys just goes, well, bro, we can't make life. Yeah. Like yeah. we're done. Yeah. And I love it too. I think it reminds me of, of the fact that sometimes I say this when, when I'm talking about salvation is like salvation is, is coming to a realization that I've, I've done so much in life and it's only got me so far, yeah. you know, that when, when you, the reality is, is life will give you things that can be temporary. But when you let Jesus in, sometimes a lot of people say, I don't know, something came to life in me. And that's the one thing God could do. He creates and destroys. And so when oh. you welcome him, it brings life. And so again, if you're listening, you're like, man, I've done so many things. Well, are you, are you going, going back to tradition or are you at a place where you're like, I'm not allowing God to come to life in my life. And I think that's the biggest thing about this is, is when things are coming, be prepared and welcome him in to let things come to life in your life. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. If you enjoyed this episode and think someone you may know may have effort from the topics we had discussed, please share the link to this podcast and your social media platforms. We'd also love it if you uh, rated and reviewed this podcast just so more and more people could get exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. Again, my name is Pastor Keith. I'm Pastor Dallas. And Megan. And I'm so glad you guys came because next week you got to come hungry because we're going to nom, 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 nom. <laughs> you are that. I feel like there's a lot of words you're putting yeah, in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was just, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. just Just start over. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> we, hey, we're already in overtime, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yep. This, yeah. Is a, this is a record for a chew on that. You know, because yeah, we came hungry to chew on that, and we need you to come hungry because next week we're going to yum, 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 chew on that. Oh, I love it. We'll see you guys next week. 